Chapter Twenty Five of the Crimson Cryptogram by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Twenty Five A Confession. Do you mean to say that Captain Garrett murdered Moxton? asked Ellis, in amazement, looking from the confession to Schwartz. In his excitement, he had reverted to English hush hush replied schwartz with an apprehensive look round speak in my language doctor yes garrett is the criminal i have known it for some time ever since i found the pocket-book and yesterday on seeing in what a very dangerous position i was placed i insisted that he should write out a confession of the truth there it is doctor and a great deal of money it has cost me and garrett where's garrett on the continent by this time he left victoria by the club train last night i have seen the last of him said schwartz with a sigh and i am glad of it but hilda ach poor girl she thinks that her father has gone away for pleasure i dare not tell her the truth but in time i may do so and then she will be content to stay with old papa schwartz who loves her it is most extraordinary murmured ellis turning over the leaves of the foolscap i suspected many people yourself included but i never thought for a moment that garrett was guilty how did it come about to tell you that doctor i must relate a little of my own history said schwartz reaching for the cigar-box first i will tell you about myself and garrett and then you can read what he says of the crime in that paper will you not take a cigar thank you said ellis and accepted this attention now that he knew schwartz was innocent he had no objection to being friendly with him indeed he was pleased to think that the german was guiltless as he ever thought the man a decent fellow in many ways they began to smoke and schwartz still speaking in german in case of eavesdropping related such portions of his early history as dealt with captain garrett and his daughter ten years ago i met with garrett near monte carlo said schwartz his wife had died and he wandered about with little hilda then only six years old garrett had started life as an officer in your army with money and a well-known name for that which he bears now is not his true name he married an heiress and for years was comfortably settled unfortunately he took to gambling and lost everything having been discovered cheating at cards he was dismissed from your army then his wife died and his house was sold up to pay his debts he took the child and escaped to the continent but his love of gambling still clung to him he took up his quarters in a cheap boarding-house in monaco and haunted the tables the child hilda blind and helpless was left to a careless nurse i was hard up myself then doctor and also lived in that boarding-house i saw hilda and my heart melted she was a dear little child and became fond of me so that in time i came to look upon her as my own daughter you are a good fellow schwartz ach no my friend i am as bad as most people but i never married i was a lonely man with much sentiment and emotion hilda loved me she warmed my heart i saw that she was neglected by her father and i determined to look after her poor dear to make her happy i think you have succeeded i think so too yet she loves her father better than me he was never kind to her save in a careless way it was always so hilda thinks garrett the best of men and i have not the heart to tell her how worthless he is believe me my friend i was never blind to garrett's badness what i did for him i did for the little hilda's sake 
garrett met me at the boarding house and told me his history i offered to give him money if he would let me adopt hilda but seeing that my heart was touched he cunningly refused i could not part with the child so i had to take the burden of garrett's life on my shoulders i said that i would help him and look after him if he was kind to little hilda he consented and we have been together since did garrett ever make any money no he was always idle and wasted everything sometimes he won money and spent it on himself but i had to keep both him and hilda it was for her sake that i did so for otherwise garrett would have taken her away from me and that added schwartz with emotion would have broken my heart why did you not tell hilda all this why should i have done so replied the good german with great simplicity it would have broken the child's heart it would spoil her life did i tell her now poor hilda she has enough to bear without my making her wretched it is my wish that she should be happy she is the dearest thing on earth to me without that lovely child i would die i am glad you have some comfort and reward said ellis touched by this speech so garrett through hilda has lived on your money all these years yes oh i was quite willing so long as he left me the child i need not tell you all the troubles i have had these many years doctor i made money i lost money i was poor one year rich another but through my fortunes hilda has been with me garrett also three years ago i came to london and after several failures i started the merriman music hall it has been a success and now i am rich i have settled much money on hilda also this cottage even if i die she will be well off if you died her father would return and rob her i often dreaded that but now my fears are at rest while this confession remains with you doctor i am not afraid garrett admits that he is a murderer so for his own sake he will never return to england now i have told you all i know about garrett which brings us up to the time of the murder the rest you can read in those papers i shall do so later replied ellis glancing at the confession and putting it into his pocket but you might tell me the story in your own way what was the reason of the tragedy the forged bill you spoke of the other night who forged the bill garrett i refused to give him any more money as he was squandering all i had he was acquainted with young moxton and knew how rich the elder moxton was edgar showed garrett a letter from his father so garrett forged the old man's signature on a bill he accepted it himself and managed to get money on it of course he thought that if he were discovered i would buy back the bill at any price so that he would not be disgraced he counted on my love for hilda you see and how was the forgery discovered old moxton found it out just before he died he passed the bill on to busham as his lawyer to take steps to arrest garrett busham did not do anything at the moment then old moxton died and that same night busham brought the bill to edgar at my music hall ah then in spite of his denial he met edgar on that night garrett told me so replied schwartz i knew very little of edgar moxton save that he was a bad man busham gave him the bill for edgar on hearing of his father's death insisted upon having it but did he know that the bill was in existence busham told him about it when edgar inquired after the estates he did not care at all about his father's death he wanted the money and although he was now rich he still wished for more janet gordon had told him how i looked after garrett on hilda's account and he knew of course that the music hall was my property 
he then followed garrett into my room where i was and showing him the bill accused him of the forgery i saw him replace the bill in the red pocket-book and put that in his pocket garrett also saw in which pocket he placed it what did moxton want the music-hall he had been drinking and was so intoxicated by the money that had come to him he said that if i did not give him the music-hall and make it over legally to him he would have garrett arrested what did you do how did you answer the scoundrel asked ellis i refused replied schwartz with energy i had done much for garrett but even for hilda's sake i could not beggar her and myself by giving up my property garrett insisted that i should save him at any cost but i said i could do nothing and moxton went away swearing that he would have garrett arrested on the morrow and garrett finding that i would do nothing he rushed away distracted what i now tell you he told me afterwards by accident he took my fur-lined coat and put it on leaving his own behind then he followed edgar home in the hope of robbing him of the bill while he was drunk he saw zirknitz quarrel with edgar on the dukesfield platform and kept out of the way then he followed moxton when he left the station busham followed also yes but he did not let garrett see him busham wished to get back the bill himself as he wanted to keep all power in his own hands that was why he followed edgar from the music-hall on seeing garrett he wondered what he was after and watched oh said ellis so this was what busham did his talk with the policeman in pursuit of mrs moxton the pimlico was all lies i don't know about those things doctor garrett followed edgar to the gate of myrtle villa when he saw the door open and mrs moxton rush out with a carving knife moxton began to struggle with her at the gate she held the knife over him i don't know why she did not wish to hurt him go on garrett saw the knife flash in the moonlight so he ran along and seizing it stabbed moxton in the back he fell with a cry and mrs moxton under him garrett ran away but returned to find edgar dead and mrs moxton in a faint that must have been the time when edgar wrote the blood signs yes no doubt well garrett searched for the pocket-book and found it he threw the knife beside the corpse thinking it would be said that mrs moxton had killed her husband then hearing footsteps approaching he went away quickly that must have been miss gordon she returned for her purse and on finding what had happened remained to shield her sister brave woman ach my friend that is so janet is both brave and good but to continue garrett went into a quiet part of dukesfield and took the bill out of the pocket-book as he was burning it for he destroyed it at once by setting light to it with a match busham came up and accused him of the murder did busham see it committed he did he followed garrett and hidden in the shade saw him stab moxton but he promised to hold his tongue about it provided he got moxton's money garrett was relieved by this promise and putting the pocket-book into the pocket of my coat which he wore he returned to Greta cottage to confess his crime no he said nothing and even though i heard of edgar's death i did not think that garrett had killed him but when i put on my coat one evening i found the pocket-book and recognized it as edgar's i then accused garrett of the murder and he told me all i have told you i held my tongue for hilda's sake and as busham was hoping to get the money by accusing mrs moxton of the crime he was silent too i placed the pocket-book in my desk where janet found it i should have destroyed it but i thought no one would open my desk hilda by her folly has ruined her father 
but i shall not make her heart ache by telling her so what did you say to garrett i told him that you had the pocket-book and accused me of the crime i refused to suffer for his sake and made him write out the confession which is witnessed by myself and two servants but they do not know the contents i threatened to hand garrett over to the police if he did not tell the truth as i wished to save myself and hilda then i gave him some money and told him to go away and never let me see him again he wanted to take hilda but i gave him the choice of leaving her with me or suffering for this crime in the end he went away last night so that is all i can tell you i think you are well rid of a bad lot herr schwartz i think so too replied the german i never liked him but for the sake of hilda i tolerated him i will not tell her the truth but as garrett is away and will remain away i have no doubt i can explain sufficient to reconcile her to his absence so i have my hilda to myself at last doctor and thank god for that end of chapter twenty five read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california